Good afternoon. The Bruce Lerriman defamation case has reached its final stages with Channel 10's lawyer challenging Mr Lerriman's honesty and significantly the judge appearing to accept that both Lerriman and Brittany Higgins have credibility issues. Chris Marr is covering the case. Well, today the court has begun hearing closing submissions from the legal teams involved in this case. First up this morning have been lawyers for Channel 10 who have challenged the extent of identification in this case. Bruce Lehrman is suing Network 10 and Lisa Wilkinson for defamation over Wilkinson's February 2021 interview with Brittany Higgins when Higgins made sexual assault allegations but did not name Lehrman in the program. Bruce Lamman has consistently denied the allegations, saying nothing criminal occurred. Now, lawyers for 10 have told the court close to a million people, including online, watched the program, but they've argued there's no evidence that a single person was able to identify Mr Lamman by viewing the interview. Also in this morning's hearing, Justice Michael Lee has told the court one of the challenges of the case is that both the two central witnesses have, quote, real credit issues. The court told that this proceeding has been the first time the evidence of both could be put to the blowtorch. Later today, the court is expected to hear closing submissions from lawyers for Lisa Wilkinson. And then tomorrow, it's the turn for the legal team representing Bruce Lehrman. A bombshell inquiry into LGBTIQ hate crimes has today been released, calling for a number of cold cases to be re-examined and an apology from police. Live now to Chief Reporter Chris Reason. Chris, what did the Commissioner find? Good afternoon, Angela. It's been 18 long months in the making, but finally this uh, long-anticipated report into gay hate crimes over a massive 40-year arc has been released to the public and to the victim families. The special inquiry into LGBTIQ hate crimes was led by Justice John Sacker. His report today measured three and a half thousand pages and it makes 19 key recommendations. Perhaps most significant, he wants fresh inquests launched into four deaths and the reinvestigation into one other suspicious death. He also wants a systemic audit of all unsolved homicides between 1970 and 2010 and further mandatory LGBTIQ training for police. I call on the government and the New South Wales Police Force to adopt all of the recommendations in this report. We're going to work through these issues methodically. It's really important that we consult community and that we work through these issues one by one. Now, the inquiry looked closely at 34 cases, suspicious deaths or unsolved murders, many described as lonely and terrifying. There had been calls for an official apology uh, from the government and police. Justice Sacker saying the absence of one from the police commissioner was, quote, extremely difficult to understand. Well, Commissioner Karen Webb issued a statement this afternoon saying, I acknowledge your pain. Uh, it is deeply regrettable, that to the gay community, but there was no apology. The final report thanked police for their assistance, but was also harshly harshly critical of them, saying their attitude had been adversarial and unnecessarily defensive. Angie? Chris Reason reporting. Homes have been destroyed by an out-of-control bushfire in the Perth Hills. Lucy Murray joins us live from Parkerville. Lucy, this was a fast-moving fire. 
It is. It's been fast and furious, fanned by strong winds here and temperatures of 36 degrees. Now, Seven News understands at least two homes have been lost and other buildings have been damaged. Earlier today, we heard explosions as windows collapsed and now this two-storey house, it was destroyed in just 10 minutes. Devastating news as it's just four days out from Christmas. Now, firefighters, they've thrown everything at this. Water bombers have been coming through here almost every 30 seconds and there are 40 crews on the ground. Now, it's been a very busy fire season here in Perth. This is the third fire crews were called to today and just last month, 18 homes were lost in the northern suburbs. So it's shaping up to be a very busy fire season in the west. Lucy Murray live from Parkerville in the Perth Hills. New South Wales has woken up to three separate car crashes this morning, one of which killed its driver. The state's police are promising to clamp down on reckless driving as the road toll continues to grow. Jodie Lee has more. After three separate crashes across the state overnight, New South Wales police are again pleading with drivers to slow down. At Warrington, a 60-year-old woman was hit in an intersection by a 38-year-old driver allegedly speeding and drunk. His car's flipped, she spun out and, yeah, it was a disgusting scene. At Dromoyne, a driver miraculously avoided injury after smashing their Nissan Skyline into a telegraph pole, while a man was tragically killed near the South Australian border after he crashed his ute and allegedly wasn't wearing a seatbelt. It's a safety issue. Things we take for granted that should be done, preventable. New South Wales police have already issued twice as many infringement notices this year than last. But they say the message of responsible and safe driving still isn't getting through. We are talking about drivers across the bandwidth of ages that are not taking enough care and diligence in protecting themselves, their passengers or other road users. Double demerit points kick in at midnight tonight and will last until New Year's Day. Economists are tipping a happy new year with cost of living pressures to ease in the latter half of 2024 thanks to lower inflation, higher wages and interest rate cuts. Australia's biggest bank says the start of stage three tax cuts on July 1 will mark a turning point in the economy for the rest of the year. Here's Serena Andaloro. Well, there's a lot less money this year to spend on Christmas trimmings and economists are forecasting another six months of pain. Shoppers are still getting into the festive spirit, but on a much tighter budget. People are still celebrating Christmas um, and want to get into the festive season. However, they're just watching every dollar and they're just spending a little less. It is getting tougher and tougher. It's getting more expensive. Um, with less money, it's hard. It's predicted inflation, interest rates and taxes will continue to batter budgets for the first half of next year. Rate rises are now having their desired effect. Spending slowing, inflation falling quickly. The Combank tipping it'll hit its 2 to 3% target by this time next year. The first half of 2024 is likely to remain you know, fairly tough for some households. But we think by the second half of 2024, things are going to start improving. The, the silver lining of a weaker economy is uh, that inflation is going to come down towards the Reserve Bank's target range. So we think that means by September next year, the Reserve Bank can start cutting interest rates. Next Christmas looking a lot more merry, but the bad news is we will see a rise in unemployment next year.